Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight as I finish my coffee. To let you know what's happening around the world on Boxing News today, we're going to start off with a few names we all might know and look forward to in the future. Some we might not ever hear again. Let's have a look at John Ryder and uh, how he's looking forward uh, to meeting Canelo Alvarez on May 6th, as we've mentioned before, down in Guadalajara. According to uh, my friend Jim Kalfa over BoxingNews24.com, John Ryder says he's anxious to step into lines then to challenge home fighter Canelo Alvarez for his undisputed super middleweight championship next month. Uh, that's taking place over the Akron Stadium. As I said, in Guadalajara, Mexico, fans still view this fight as a tune-up for Canelo and expect Ryder to get clobbered. Uh, but that's not how Ryder uh, sees it. He feels he can win. And he arguably is coming into the contest with an 11-fight winning streak dating back to 2017. Ryder's two defeats in the last six years were highly questionable against Rocky Fielding and Callum Smith. A lot of boxing fans believe Ryder deserved to win those matches. Canelo is coming off a hand injury, which he blames for his poor performances last year against Dimitri Bivol and Triple G, uh, Gennady Golovkin. And if that hand is still a problem for Canelo, he'll have difficulty beating Ryder on May 6th. In training footage, Canelo is working a lot on his upper body movement, which he doesn't need. He has no problems with his upper body movement last year. Canelo showed weakness in his low punch output, lack of combination punching, and stationary style. For Canelo not to work on his combination punching indicates he'll be loading up on single shots, hoping to knock Ryder out. Unfortunately, that might not work for Canelo, and he could find himself overwhelmed with Ryder's high-volume punch output. With the fight in Guadalajara, Canelo will, uh, will still likely win if he goes to compete, com complete 12 rounds, however. Said John Ryder, come fight night, there'll be a very hostile crowd, I imagine. Uh, this is the silver lining of my career. This fight is coming at the right time, and I'm physically the best I've ever been, and I'm really looking forward to it. He's still one of the best pound-for-pound punch in the world and one of the best of our generation. He's still dangerous, and I think the best of him still might be come. It all makes for a great story when you look back at the career and talk about the up and downs. It's all going to lead to a better story in the end, said Ryder. I'm going to, I'm going to be, it's going to be some atmosphere for sure. But I'm relishing the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it, he said. All righty, so are we. Um, while he's happy, Kel Brook is furious with the recent news that his career rival, Amir Khan, failed a drug test in connection with their high-profile showdown February 2022. Uh, earlier this week, the 36-year-old Khan uh, was hit with a two-year ban from drug testing agency UKAD as a result of testing positive for the banned substance Osterine. Uh, UKAD ruled out deliberate or reckless conduct and concluding the substance in his system was too low to have enhanced his performance. Khan has no idea how the substance entered his body and openly denied that he knowingly took the banned substance. The actual bout was a one-sided affair with Brooke stopping Khan in the sixth round. Khan would later announce his retirement from the sport. Brooke was unaware that Khan had failed a drug test until UKAD resolution was revealed on social media on Tuesday. Brooke said, it makes me feel sick. I've got three beautiful girls. He's gone in there 
to try and hurt me on some sort of drug he's been on. It's a fucking joke. I just think his back is against the wall. It's the same for everyone who's been caught out. I don't know if this was that or if this or that. At the end of the day, it was in you and you were going to hurt. You were going to fight and try to hurt me in a sport where you can legally get killed. It's in your system. You've got in there with bad intentions to win the fight at all costs, which has come back to bite him. It could have been a completely different story. I could be in a wheelchair now. Him seriously destroying my life or killing me, crippling me forever. He came into that ring cheating, trying to boost himself up or whatever he's done, trying to get the advantage, not doing it in a 12-week camp. He needs to pay bad. He's going to have to live with that. People think how long he has been on those drugs. It's going to tarnish his career terribly. He's got an absolute pasting. Imagine if he weren't on those drugs, he probably would have gone out in the third round. He still took a massive hiding. He's got to live with that beating for the rest of his life and everyone looking down with shame on him, said Brooke. Over to another high-profile talker, Terrence Crawford. Uh, courtesy of Chris Williams out of Box News 24, who said that Terrence Crawford took to Twitter and to give his two cents on the report of him supposedly fighting Errol Spence Jr., which we reported yesterday here on Talk and Fight. Uh, and that fight was allegedly to take place on June 17th. And he said his 332,000 followers, it's April Fool's. Interestingly, the 35-year-old Crawford chose not to give any follow-up message to further elaborate on the news report of him fighting IBF, WB, and WBC welterweight champ Spence. They could be wasting their time if they're following the outdated Floyd Mayweather Jr. model of letting their fight marinate for as long as possible to make the maximum amount of money. That model rarely works, and it's useless for Spence and Crawford because their popularity is arguably diminishing, as they only fight once a year and they don't face cutting-edge opposition. Never. Neither has stepped up to fight those young killers like Jeron Boutzanis, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Elamanta Stanionis, or even uh, Roman Villa. For his part, Spence isn't saying anything about the report, which is surprising because he can usually be counted on to shoot down fake news. This could mean that the Spence-Crawford fight could happen, and they will stay quiet until the official announcement. That's the ideal outlook. But on the flip side, it could be another example of someone getting it dead wrong about the fight and speculating. For example, Ring TV reported earlier that the Spence versus Crawford undisputed welterweight championship would take place on June 17th in Las Vegas and be announced on April 22nd during the Javonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia fight. As I said, uh, the tweet that Terrence Crawford issued simply said it's April Fool's. And I don't think that was on April 1st either. But anyway, if Crawford isn't playing around, it will disappoint many many fans who still want him to see fighting Spence. And even though those champions are getting old, seldom fight anymore, and are rarely mentioned fans, uh, there's still interest in small pockets. On social media, boxing fans blame Crawford for the fight with Spence. Not happening, but it's a two-way street. It's mutual. At this point, if the Spence-Crawford fight doesn't happen this year, fans should forget about these two ever fighting because it seems obvious they're not going to do it while they're still in their prime true enough let's jump over to uh, Vasily Lomachenko um, Loma has campaigned as a 135 pound fighter over the course of his last eight bouts dating back to 2018 as we all know he's about to fight uh, Devin Haney 
the Ukrainian has had tremendous success in the division, unifying three versions of the lightweight title before losing them to Tifoma Lopez Jr. in 2020. After also winning world titles at 126 and 130 pounds, Lomachenko has predominantly been the smaller fighter against opposition at the lightweight limit. So the 35-year-old Loma, 17-2, by the way, 11 knockouts, will be again the smaller fighter when he takes on undisputed champ Devin Haney, 29-0, on May 20th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Haney is listed as 5'8", uh, which is only one inch taller than Loma on the tail of the tape. But when they eventually come face-to-face, -face, a rehydrated Haney will appear considerably bigger. Haney has alluded uh, to a move up to 140, uh, because it's increasingly becoming more difficult for him to make 135 pounds. Um, while Lomachenko uh, was asked if he too would consider moving up to 140 for a chance to avenge his loss to Lopez, the two-time Olympics gold medalist immediately pumped the brakes on the thought. Over 135, everybody knows it's not my weight class, and I can't do 140. After that, he asked me about Tyson Fury and Alexander Yusek. So sorry, Lomachenko said in an interview with BoxingScene.com and other reporters. In what appears to be a fantasy fight for now, Lomachenko was also asked if he would go back down to 126 and possibly fight uh, top-ranked stablemate Naoa Inui, the former 118-pound undisputed champ, who was yet to make his 122-pound debut, by the way. Maybe I would fight anyway. I forgot how to make weight, said Lomachenko. I need to try and make 126. But of course, it's always interesting fighting top fighters near our weight classes. I've seen his fights, however. He has power. He's a top fighter. Oh, fair enough. Round and round we go. Uh, speaking of uh, great Asian fighters, let's have a quick look here at uh, some, some rough news out of, I believe, uh, Thailand. WBC 105-pound uh, champ, Panya Pradabriski, 39-1, and 23 knockouts out of Thailand, has caught the flu bug and has had to cancel his defense against unbeaten Japanese star Yudai Shaiguya. 6-0, four knockouts. And that was scheduled to take place in Tokyo on April 16th. Pradabriski, 32 years old, was slated to arrive uh, in Japan this coming Friday, but sent his diagnosis and picture in the hospital to the organizer here in Japan. 3150 Promotions is reportedly struggling to have an, an interim fight uh, of Yudai against some highly ranked contenders uh, under the WBC sanction. The local promoter has publicized it in a twill bill featuring Shigyoka Brothers' dual 105-pound title goes. Another is the interim IBF championship bout of Jingiro Shinagoka against Filipino Rene Marquetuata. So, time is of the essence on that one. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, finally, let's go back to the heavyweights. Unbeaten six foot seven heavyweight, Damian Polish Hassar Kanbar. He's 10-0, uh, six knockouts. Will have his first bout as a top-ranked fighter this Saturday on the big Shakur Stevenson versus Shuichiro Yoshina world title card at the Presidential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Naiba, who knows how to handle heavy equipment, uh, was a promising shot, uh, shot, sorry, was a promising shot put uh, athlete. I did not know that. And can't wait to unload some heavy punches on Cur Curtis Harper, who he's facing uh, on that undercard. He's 14 and 8, by the way, with nine knockouts of his own. Um, so he says, uh, 
How's he handling this upcoming fight? Fighting big on Saturday is going to be the first time for me, but no problem at all. I'm 100% concentrating on boxing. That's my job. I'm prepared and will celebrate a win on Saturday. I know that Polish fans will be there to support me at the Prudential Center in Newark. And uh, he's asking about his new trainer. Uh, he's talking about his new trainer, Sean George. And he's saying, We've, we met for the first time when I was invited to Zhilai Zhang's training camp. Uh, Sean is his trainer and from the beginning suggests he wants to work together. I like not only his way of training, but how to develop my skills uh, and the whole idea of what we can do in the future. In Poland, we were mostly about my physical attributes, but in the U.S. from the start, when I arrived as gym, it was about technique and style. We've worked hard, four weeks of sparring, 12 training sessions a week. So there you go. Another heavyweight moving up the ranks, and let's see how he does on Saturday night on that undercard. Well, talking Fight fans, appreciate you joining me. And hello, Carl from Nottingham, UK. See that? Another heavyweight. Stay tuned. All right, uh, talking talking fight fans. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up. Adios.